everyone. So if you listened to our last podcast, we spoke about how this one we really wanted to focus on SWAT. And what that is, is focusing on your strengths, your weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Um, as you listen to this podcast, if you want to head over to our website, which is the Zelensky Strategy. Com, we do have under resources a form you can download that has all of this already set up for you so you can see the descriptions and be able to write these in as you listen. Um, but while Tom and I were just having a regular meeting and talking about ours and how we had really wanted to do a SWAT personally and a SWAT professionally, um, we struggled with it. And so during our conversation and talking about our struggles, we realized that we wanted to record that conversation. And, um, you know, because maybe you all are going to be coming across the same issues. And, you know, we wanted it to really be a group experience. Uh, so yeah, we just sort of jumped right into it. So it's sort of, it's, it's a little mishmashy. So bear with us. But uh, I hope you enjoy if you have any questions, again, do feel free to reach out to us. Uh, if you are listening through Anchor, you can go ahead and leave an audio message through our message. It'll be there on our main profile. If you are on our website, you can always reach out to us through the contact form as well. All right. Happy listening. So as we talk about, you know, this, this idea of SWAT and looking at it, whether it's personal or professional, for me, I think I'm able to compartmentalize my life but at the same time, I also want to bring my whole self, my genuine self to whatever I'm doing, if it's personal or professional. Uh, and so that's why I'm having a hard time separating a, a SWAT, doing a SWAT, which is about strengths and weaknesses of me and then the opportunities and threats outside of me. I'm struggling with looking at them. Well, is this a personal or is it business? Because you know, I've integrated business into my life in so many different ways, be it real estate, be it investments in other stocks and bonds, uh, teaching business. As a teacher, you know, is that personal or is it professional? I mean, it is a profession, but my experience in business plays into what I do professionally. So that's where I'm, I'm, I'm struggling trying to separate some of these things. Certainly, if it affects my wife, my wife and I have kind of separated our our careers uh, and not wanted to work together uh, in the same organization necessarily, so that we do have a separation. But it is interesting, our careers have paralleled each other. Some of the things I was experiencing through either when I had my company or through some of my volunteer work, we could see dynamics of people uh like how the leaders led the organization you know were they empowering were they a micromanager and we there was just a lot of parallels that was kind of weirdly aligned that i was experiencing or seeing some of the things that she was saying in a totally separate organization yeah i think like you know going back to the swap for me it's just been interesting because, you know, like my personal SWAT where I'm like, okay, how I said I'm reliable or dependable 
and good in a crisis, I think that goes back to being a leader professionally. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like it's, so for me, it's nice because just the verbiage I would use professionally on my SWATs, I would think about that and be like, okay, well, sure. But then I go back and I look at it personally and I'm like, oh, well, yeah, it comes from that, comes from, from those things. And I think, you know, it's not, again, it goes back to, you know, in our partnership and why we work really great together because we do think of things from a very different point of view. Um, but we're both very genuine, authentic people so that, you know, when it, like, for example, with you, when you go into it and you're like, well, I don't have that differentiation of thought between personal and professional with the actions you just you just do it's because you are genuine and authentic and and that's how you present it and for me I feel like I have to walk myself backwards and Mm. I feel like I do need a little bit of the separation of thought from it because like I said before we started recording um if I if I didn't have the separation of thought of actions I think I would work all the time and I would only see myself yeah. As a boss, I guess, as a leader. And if I like look at an action, I think, okay, well, maybe that came more personally than professionally. I don't know if that makes yeah. sense. Well, and it may be partly our generational differences, or gen- meaning I'm old, older than you. And I've kind of, I, I used to be a lot more focused on work and building a career and uh, established, establishing things. I, now I'm, I'm transitioning into what I'll call the maturity phase that I've have been have an established career or several careers of having my own business and then of course now teaching at Fitum for 10 years and maybe 10 years prior to that also it's it's like I'm clearer on what I'm willing to do and what I'm good at and what I want to do and I've tried to think of my life holistically mm-hmm. and where I will say no to professional commitments that I don't that are optional that I don't think are must-haves and I think partly too I think personal personally I think my energy level has dropped back a notch I'm just not as driven or anxious about being driven as I used to I'm a little calmer I'm okay going at a little less aggressive pace Mm-hmm. I still am passionate about a lot of things and I, and I want to do things that I energize me versus things that drain energy. And I think that's where I'm, I'm, as I'm just talking, I'm processing, you know, what that all, what, it, what that means, what that looks like. Well, I think definitely as, as, we get older and, and we mature more in whether it's our profession, our relationship or whatever, there's always the sense of comfort. And with comfort, it comes um, routine and those sense of working, hopefully smarter and not harder. I think in the right. beginning, we don't really know. In the beginning of anything, we don't know. And you don't know what the routine is. You don't know what the requirements, what's expected. And so you tend to work hard because you want to cover all the bases. And then once you get your footing, you you learn how to work smarter with it and not as hard. And I think that's yeah. what you're trying to say. And and I get that. I just, um, I don't know. I think for me, it's a mental frame of mind to separate the two. And um, 
I think it just works better for me. And like, even going back to your SWATs, um, where Tom had listed with personal and professional, uh, we were kind of going through and helping each other because I was talking to Tom at the beginning of this, uh, where we had actually just started talking to each other and then not recording because we were just having a conversation and then it dawned on us that we should probably be recording this because you all might be thinking some of the same things. Um, It's hard to sometimes swat yourself because, you know, we have a hard time maybe figuring out what our weaknesses are or seeing ourselves clearly. And like Tom had a little Mm -hmm. bit of an issue earlier um, and like you heard in our conversation, separating the two, um, personal and professional versus myself. um, I didn't have as hard of a time doing that, but I had a harder time with my weaknesses, I would say, and maybe some threats because I tend to focus on the positives so much. I don't look at the negatives and Mm -hmm. I think I need to do that more. Um, yeah, you know, realizing that focusing on weaknesses and negatives is not a Debbie Downer thing. It's not a personal or professional attack. It's just being smart. But triggered something in me that I just read in the Wall Street Journal this week, and I think it was in one of the book reviews. People, uh, the author was talking about, and I have to go back and look at which one it was. Looking at why people tend to be more negative than positive, and the author's. Uh, claim was this idea of of concern or fear or negative is kind of an instinctual protection uh, to protect you from harm. And it kind of makes sense on a psychological level that we will be look out for or aware of negative things. Although uh, I try to be positive and not focus on those as well. So that, I mean, it's, it was an interesting premise. No, I think think that's definitely true. And I think it's also happens a lot personally on a personal level, because, you know, people, if you think of the negative things, when people bring them up, it can't hurt you, or it's another defense mechanism to put up a wall. Or, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I think a lot of people focus on the negatives, because um, if you think of it first, and it can't hurt you when somebody else says it. Like, I immediately thought of um, in Pitch Perfect, when um rebel uh her character amy she calls herself fat amy and she's like so you people and that's uh, not what she says but we're keeping this clean um right. can't say it behind my back you know and it's like so she just calls herself fat amy it's like you know people focus on not everybody but a lot of people focus on the negatives and i think i i try not to i don't think it's an active thought i think i I just focus on all the positives and I do look at how I can improve things. But when it comes to like my personal weaknesses, like I know that I don't like cleaning Tom and I have discussed it. Like this is the weakness of mine. And I know that, you know, whatever significant other I have in my life, like (laughs) I'm not a dirty person. Like I like a clean house, but I am organized chaos. Like (laughs) there's everywhere. Um, but that's a weakness of mine but you know it's like when I go into professional it almost changes and I'm super duper organized in my professional life because I think I can't handle having it be organized chaos at work 
I agree with you. Um, I think I think for me for the teaching too. You know, preparing the the course or the term and getting ready for the class is really something I spend a lot of time on because I know when I get into that live theater, I'm mm -hmm. going to need to. I want to listen to the students' stories, the students' perspectives, and link it to where I want to go. So I have to do a lot of prep work to be clear on my agenda or learning outcomes for the, the week, let's say. You always had a great class format. It was always very, very organized. I liked the structure of it. And um, explain the structure. For, for people listening, you okay. know, it just do a quick overview of yeah. your structure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I like to have an agenda that I post on the board each day. And it was the first item is usually checking in. Uh, mm. the, the second item was usually flashback to recall what the big ideas and experiences we had the week prior. Uh, then I like talking about current events. And that's where I really consciously try to bring in student perspectives, student stories to engage them in, in their, their interests and values. And that's where I really listen carefully to link that into the topics for the overall course or for the day to try to mm -hmm. make links so that what they're virtually teaching the class as a result of that structure. Mm -hmm. Then I usually post questions of the day that I do want to see us answer uh, along with the assignments that I would ask them to work on for next week. So mm -hmm. that's pretty much the, the, the structure, but it's very, it's evolved over time to really hopefully empower the students to be the teachers and not me. And that's conscious. That's a, that's a, that's a, uh, a piece that I was influenced by, uh, actually by uh, religious uh, education. I was asked to help teach some religious education classes at our church. And that was the, the, the head of the, uh, education area at the time showed me and taught me about the book that in adult education you always want to start with their story the person's story to engage them and okay. engage that's why engagement in my classes structured to and valued that we engage folks uh wherever they're at wherever they're at well and what's that saying people if you ever if you're I hate to say antisocial, but if you're a little more of an introvert, you know, it's, and you're at a party, it's super easy. You just ask somebody to talk about themselves because people love to talk about themselves. Yes, and do. so all you have to do is just sort of ask leading questions and then just listen, you know? And so that's just sort of what it is. And, and I always enjoyed your classes because they were structured and, you know, it's, you know, Tom and I were talking about how we both personally kind of live in a little bit more of that organized chaos and I think it is because you know we are creative people mm -hmm. and it's I don't know if it's scientific fact but the internet sure tries to tell you that it is that creative people tend to live in a little bit more of organized chaos um but you know just kind of going back to with your and if you could read it again um and it's the SWAT the SWAT yeah but the but the um the opportunities because before we designated where they should go, because I want everybody to hear how 
just we'll just read them and then I'll I'll go okay uh, opportunities were expand my professional footprint uh, uh, grow one of my businesses uh, with adding more chapters uh, plan a monthly getaway with my wife rent out a room in our house invest in more real estate slash income property and teach more classes maybe including a semester at sea so when you initially read those to me they were all in your personal opportunities box and to me there's very personal and there's very professional ones and so that's where tom and i kind of differ on our swats that we're doing which by the way we will be posting on our blog so that you can see them. We are going to be putting on our blog a form, a SWAT form that you can go ahead and download for free. You mm -hmm. can just go ahead and get that. And um, you can do this too, you know, grab a buddy, grab a significant other, do it with somebody who knows you best. If that's a parent, that's great too. You guys can do it together. Um, you know, maybe sit down with your boss or a coworker too and have them kind of help you out. I definitely think that this is a buddy system project because it's hard to see yourself yeah, accurately. I, I, yeah, I agree. I think it's good to get uh, a trusted friend to give you personal feedback after you maybe tried to do it yourself, just yeah, so you could, first. so you could you can kind of get someone else's perspective, especially when it comes to around, around some of those things that might need improvement. I know I used to be a lot more sensitive about. My weak, my weaknesses or perceived weaknesses, but I, what I think I was I was doing was I was I was just having negative thoughts about my abilities or capabilities, or I was afraid to uh, that I might fail. It's like going to teach at another institution. It's a little intimidating, uh, thinking that I might go to a, a big, bigger college like USC, and who am I? to offer, what could I offer them kind of thoughts. But yet I have 20 years teaching experience, business experience, 40 plus years. Well, but I think that um, this is a great tool for that because I think that insecurities are not weaknesses. Okay, that's a good word, insecurities. Insecurities are not weaknesses. And I think everybody is a little insecure anytime they talk about, you know, um, doing something new, whether it's looking for a new job or a new relationship or asking for a raise, you know, you, mm, you sit there right? and you think like, well, I do all of these things wrong, or I can't, I don't know how to do these other things. And you don't think about all of the value you bring, you know, all the value you've brought to a position, to the people around you, like, you know, Tom and I have talked, you know, he brings incredible value to his students and um, to those around him. And especially with, you know, your business focus out, um, explain that real fast for our listeners, because not everybody knows. So we believe networking is broken. And what we've you know, discovered and researched is that we want to help you meet the people you want to meet. Uh, and we do that through a monthly meeting where we're together within a group of 10 to 15 people. And we literally focus out or try to focus on how we can connect other people to the people they want to meet. So yeah. it's, 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 it's really about introductions, 
it's not about it's not about a person it's not what you've done for you it's it's really that golden rule applied to networking and business and and that's value i mean that is something that you've done for people that without you i can guarantee you wouldn't have been done you know it it's it's so there's definitely value that's brought. So I, I want to make sure that there's a difference. People understand if you're going to do this um, SWAT project, insecurities are not weaknesses. Good point. A weakness I, I, is something that um, can be improved upon. And um, yeah, and as the same thing, yeah, like we were, I think we were talking a little bit earlier before we were recording, weaknesses, it's good to identify weaknesses because then you can think about, okay, what action can I take to help make that weakness less of a weakness? You can right. actually take and be proactive about it. You don't need to be a, you know, discouraged or get down on yourself about it. It's about, okay, uh, I think it is a weaker area of my life. How can I, what action can I take over the short term and long term to help make this less of a weakness. And the same thing with threats. Threats, you know, are uh, these opportunities and threats are external to us. We don't necessarily have control over them, but we also can manage them. We can, we can try to figure out, okay, well, you know, if I can't control if the economy gets bad, but maybe I could be prepared by having a little more money set aside in my savings or Mm -hmm. maybe my investments. If I have investments in in my uh, personal accounts or retirement accounts, I can position them to be a little more defensive so that they uh, are in companies that are very strong, will weather a bad economy and over the long haul perform very well. Right. So I'm sitting here thinking, you know, if I hadn't, and again, this goes to us being different. Um, you know, something that I've gained from separating my personal and professional SWATs, going back to my organized chaos reference and being so organized, and Tom can tell you that I'm probably irritatingly organized with my folders and how we we do everything <laughs> just thank god thank god you're more detail oriented than i am <laughs> but but professionally i'm i'm irritatingly organized um but you know with my my personal weakness of organized chaos i mean a way to improve it which i've been doing um you know i went from a two bedroom two story townhome to a studio so i got mm. rid of the clutter Okay. I I can't, I mean, like my organized chaos now is having like three books on my coffee table instead of two. You, <laughs> you contained know? the chaos. Yeah. I've, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I have Facebook marketplace sold the chaos. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, but I, again, it's, it's putting it on paper and seeing how you can make it better. So um, we do think, recommend I, doing this and we're going to yeah. put on the blog. Um, we'll talk about it a little bit more so you can understand what strengths look like, what they look like personally, what they look like professionally, um, what weaknesses look like, opportunities and threat. And again, um, the forms that we have will kind of guide you along the way. There's little blurbs that call out what's internal factors and what's, what's external. And again, internal factors with strengths and weaknesses that's a you thing. That's a you thing personally. Yep. That's a you thing professionally. 
um, opportunities and threats that's going to be external, external. So Tom had some really good external threats. You want to read those real fast? Sure, right? sure, sure. I but, think a I, lot I, of people I won't will, think of I, them. Yeah, I will do that. I think what, as I listen to us, I think there's a couple topics that we need to tee up for future uh, podcasts, and that is failure and how we deal with failure, mm -hmm. uh, be it uh, in a professional or a personal sense, but also this idea of networking and how networking is evolving and needs to evolve. I think that's a whole other conversation. But anyways, moving to threats. So again, these are things external to you. I had bad economy, uh, excessive vacancies in my rental properties, hackers, uh, a stock market disaster. And I also included my wife not able to get a new job. So, and you know, again, Tom is, is looking at this more of a whole where I would have separated those. And you know, something like a bad economy and hackers, that can that can be personal and professional. So you could put those in both boxes. But in terms of vacancies, I mean, to me, that is more of a professional that I mean, I, it does affect your income, which can be personal. But right. That's that's the business hat. You know what I mean? And then the wife hat, maybe that goes in both boxes. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's just the personal one. Maybe it affects your personal life more than it does your professional life. And for those of you that are listening to the background noise, that would be my dog. <laughs> Shimmy shaking. <laughs> that would be uh, her collar. We are very animal friendly. I've got the dog over here, and Tom's got some cats wandering around. Yeah, so I got three cats wandering around here, and a dog outside. Yes, uh, we we will always have a little bit of background noise uh, for the floofers. Anyways, um, so yeah, I mean, I think you have to decide what works for you, and if it you're just having a hard time separating it, and you don't want to separate it, then don't. You know, you don't mm -hmm. have to. Um, if you're having a hard time separating it and you're wanting to, okay, email me, email Tom, you know, yeah. we'll, we've Let's got talk our email. Exactly. We've got our email on the blog. Um, for those that want to write it down now, it's the Selinsky strategy at gmail.com. Send it on over to us. You know, we'll talk about it on a podcast. We'll send it to you privately. If that's what you want, just let us know. Um, but definitely we're here to help too. Don't get angry at this project <laughs> don't yeah. get frustrated at it this is not meant to be hard it's meant to be eye-opening and fun and you know personal abil ability to grow personally yeah this is not this is not homework sorry tom <laughs> yes 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 it's my teaching mode eh? our homework well i think so, there's some other guests that i'd like us to bring on here in the future talking about generational differences i think that's another topic that i'd like to tee up with Mm -hmm. with you and uh, uh, my friend Kathleen O'Sullivan, who hopefully can join us. And then uh, perhaps we also could take a moment and kind of recap what we talked about in our last podcast. Uh, we, we got launched and yeah. uh, 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 I, I'm trying to think of uh, recalling all the big ideas that we talked about. I know. Well, I mean, we... We've had a little bit of time in between, so we yeah, had the yeah, holidays yeah. And, a, and a whole new year. Yeah. And, well, I think um, we were launching this whole idea about what is strategy mm -hmm. and how we look at strategy. We, I think we also talked about the idea of um, 
there's a lot of things that we call strategy that are really the tactics or how we do strategy. And uh, I believe the history of strategy comes from uh, the almost a military military term where uh, strategy would be the big goals. And in a business context, I think we define strategy as uh, there are only three strategies in the business context. One is how you increase your revenue by X percent within, let's say, the next year. Number two would be how you in decrease your costs by X percent within the year. And ultimately, that leads to the third result of the strategy of increasing profitability. Exactly. Or in, again, in a personal setting, how you might increase your savings or financial flexibility. So again, we're applying this both in the business and, and personal life aspect. Right. And we also talked about the common definition um, that, you know, you have strategy and tactics and there are different things. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Being proactive versus reactive. And strategy is both. I think we mm -hmm. talked about that in the last podcast as well. Mm -hmm. You have to be proactive to formulate a strategy, but also when you get out in the real competitive environment or real world, you've got to react to what's going on in your environment and adapt your strategy to what yeah, the but I think wants. It's, it's very important, and I, I, will, I will make one comment and then we'll move on, but I think that the United States and our, our governments and our policies and all of these things are, I think it's important to not always be reactive. I think that when you start to see a pattern emerge, you start to be proactive and having having a, a solution so that you're not always reacting to the same issue, right? Because what's that Agreed. saying where if you keep putting um, the same action and expecting different results, like that's insanity. That's the I mean, definition totally of insanity. You, but that's right. the point. Right. You know, it's like, right. I think that there's a lot of insanity happening right now in our world and in our country and in business and maybe professional lives and uh -huh. um, yes. where let's be a little proactive in change you know so if you're seeing um your business continue to to hit the same issue and maybe it's not super consistent maybe it's not every day maybe it's not every week maybe it's every quarter maybe it's every six months you know mm -hmm. it's just it's a continuing problem. So be proactive in a solution to it. Yeah. And I think another area that I'd like to get in with you in a future uh, podcast would be this idea of how you look at solving business and organizational problems. And uh, there's three areas that uh, I've seen professionals frame this whole idea. And that idea is, you know, is there a, a problem with your product or service? Is there a oh, problem yeah. a problem with your people or how your people are operating? Or is there a problem with one of your processes? Mm -hmm. So it's a way to kind of uh, look at problem solving in a business context. And I think that would be a great conversation to go a lot deeper into in the future. I'm going to, I'm going to piggyback off of that. And our poor listeners are like, Oh my God, all these podcasts are coming. Um, I was told once when I, by a professional that I admired that had been in business for several decades and was very successful, um, and I really did look up to them until this conversation, they told me that 
um, to be successful in business, you know, you have to have a really great product, you have to have really great service, and you have to have a really competitive price. But to be like super successful, you can only do two out of the three. You can never give all three. If you give all three, you're going to fail. And in that moment, I lost all respect for this individual. I lost all respect for his company because I thought, what am I not getting? And I thought I will never be like that. And I have always, always tried to offer exceptional service. And I've won awards for our, like my service and my company's service. I've always tried to offer a fantastic product. And I've always tried to do it at not just a competitive price, but a price that works for my clients. You know, if, if mm-hmm. I have a client that says, you know, we really want to do this. We're really having these issues. But hey, we hit these financial times. I will adjust the pay structure. I will say, okay, well, let's pay over this amount of time versus this. You know, I'm, I'm all about making sure that it works. Yeah. And that's how I've been able to be successful. And I, I just think that that's really important too. Yeah. Well, I would love to talk about those three elements in a future podcast. There's something along those that I've learned that uh, when it comes to, I'll call it negotiating and pricing, uh, that you can apply the, those three items. I call it the golden triangle when it comes to product quality, price, and service. And uh, uh, love to tee that one up for another conversation too, because there's a lot uh, I can, I'd love to share with you about how I use that as a customer service uh, tool to help figure out how to deliver for my customer. And those three legs uh, had to vary at times. And we'll talk about it. Okay. I have thoughts. So we'll definitely put a pin in it. (laughs) Perfect. Our our SWAT podcast has turned into all of the podcasts. Um, we're just teeing up a lot. This will have to be obviously edited. I don't know. Maybe we'll just keep it in there. Take everyone along for the ride. Um, Lots, lots to come. Lots to come. But no, I think, I think it's good. I don't, I don't think I have any more questions about SWAT. Do you? Or anything you want to address? No, I think, uh, just letting, again, letting people know where they can get resources and be able to get a template to do it themselves as a tool would be a, a great thing to do. And can yeah. you remind us of the website? And- Our website is the Selinsky strategy.com. Um, Selinsky is S E L I N S K E. And I'm going to assume you all know how to spell strategy. I should hope so. So the Selinsky strategy.com. Our email is the Selinsky strategy at gmail.com and everything will be linked. You will all have ample opportunity to download those forms. Um, Again, we've got the blog going. So if you don't have time always for a podcast, you can always check a blog. We've got our Instagram, same handle, same everything. Um, Yeah. So until next time, we do try to bring you a podcast. um, Periodically. Yeah, periodically. Not every week because we're busy, busy people. But, you know, mostly every other week. um, If we can throw extras in there, we do. But, and again, if you all have any questions, just give us a, shoot us an email, shoot us a, a message, whatever you want to do. Yep. Happy New Year 2020. Oh, 2020. All right. <laughs>